Do you guys ever notice how that it, no matter how much effort you put into figuring out your goals, your your big plans, your big ideas, your your five-year goals, this is what I'm going to do, no matter what effort you put into that front-loading, that it's still really hard to get motivated, to get going, to move that needle forward? You ever feel like that? Anybody? Just me? No? Anybody? Okay, well, if you do, then let's talk about it because we're fixing it today. Let's go. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge Program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. Hey, good morning, guys. So uh, glad you can make it today, first of all. Question right off the top. Did you do the stuff from last week? And if you don't know what I'm talking about... I think you should back it up and listen to episode 23 first. You're kind of going out of order here. Um, But we will talk about some ADHD stuff today. So if you are brand new and you want to just say, you know what, I don't have it in me to back it up one week, then okay, cool, man. No judgment. Um, We are doing eight weeks of the Nudge program together. We're doing it as a team. I'm doing it too. First things first, I want to send out a shout out today to PJ. PJ... Thank you for the support. PJ left a review for the podcast. He bought me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ADHD Big Brother and sent me a nice note. Man, it was put a huge smile on my face. Makes all this stuff worth it. So PJ, huge shout out to you, man. I thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. Muchly. Um, All right. Before we get into the eight-week nudge situation, let's do some ADHD shop talk. We're talking ADHD. Shop. Yeah. All right. That'll do. Um, okay. So we know we want to make change, be different, be more in alignment with our ideals. But where do we start? How do we start? We've sucked at this for so long that we've, you know, we've written ourselves off as, I don't know, maybe we're, we, we call ourselves lazy. We're uh, maybe a loser, perhaps, uh, I don't know, hopeless, um, maybe a lost cause. <laughs> I've, and, you know, I'm just guessing here uh, because I've actually labeled myself all of those things. So I'm just going off the uh, the raw personal data points that I've made over the years. Can you relate to that? Because we <laughs> got to love that self-loathing. Nothing will, will shove us into a pit of depression and stall us out like our own self-loathing. So how can we break out of that and get on the path to being cool with ourselves? Well, last episode was the first part of that. We did the prep work. We non-judgmentally daydreamed of our ideal version of ourselves. We also made a list of everything that needs to happen to get there, to achieve that vision. And then we picked one thing that we're going to spend 30 minutes working on at a regularly scheduled appointment each day. Did you get that far? And did you get all that down and you still couldn't find a way to like actually get going, to get started? If that's the case, first of all, that's normal for ADHD. Makes sense. So I'd ask you to consider that maybe it's one of these two possibilities. 
Perhaps we just might have ourselves a good old-fashioned specificity problem. How specificitized is that one thing that you're working on? For me, my one specific thing for 30 minutes a day at 4 p.m., that's my quote-unquote appointment time, is I exercise with my bands, my resistance bands, and I meal plan. I know that's technically two things. I've split my 30 minutes up. And those are specific enough for me to start a timer and go. The meal plan is just me sitting with a piece of paper and asking myself the question, okay, what's for dinner tonight? What's for breakfast tomorrow? What's for lunch tomorrow? And what's for dinner tomorrow night? I don't actually say it in that voice. Uh, Maybe I do in my head. What's for dinner tomorrow, buddy? What are you going to do for dinner tomorrow? Like an old cheese ball news reporter. Uh, I keep everything as simple as I can. And it's easier to come up with a healthy meal when I'm not in the moment of hunger, you know, because in the moment of hunger, if we're, you know, if we're being honest, a burrito, a chicken burrito specifically, that will always, always win. Burritos are my favoritos. So it's better to plan in advance for me. And then my workouts are just resistance movements that I've done before with my resistance bands. So I know exactly which body part I'm working on that day. It's specific enough for me personally to get started. So if you're struggling to get motivated to start on your 30 minutes, consider your specificity. Does the thing that you are saying you're going to do, does it have multiple items on it? If the thing that you're working on actually has multiple components then it's probably a project, quote unquote, or a goal. For an example, I can't set a timer and work on losing 30 pounds. It's too vague. Even though what I'm doing currently is an effort to lose the weight, it's not the thing that I'm doing in the moment, right? I'm meal planning in an effort to lose 30 pounds. Or even let's take something that used to make me feel really stupid, cleaning my bedroom. Yeah, that was too overwhelming of a task for me, and I'm I'm not afraid to say it, okay? Cleaning my room is hard. For our purposes here, let's remember uh, that we're just going to be fucking cool with ourselves, all right? So nothing is too remedial. Nothing is too basic or stupid. So let's look at cleaning this bedroom. If it's not specific enough, then it may help to externalize the process by writing out every little thing that has to happen to clean the room, right? So we have put away the clean clothes, uh, put the dirty clothes in the hamper, clean off the nightstand, make the bed, vacuum, uh, vacuum or sweep, or do the ding, all of those things. Is this remedial? Yeah. So what? So what's your point? I will set a freaking timer for 10 minutes if it's a god-awful task, like cleaning my room, and I will do something on that broken down list. Clean off the nightstand. Done. Good. If and when I finish and the timer hasn't gone off, I go to the next item on the list, make the bed, boom, done, okay. But you know what's special about this is I know that when the timer goes off, I'm done. I reward myself by quitting the nightmare. It's over and I can have my life back. The mental workaround here is that we aren't cleaning the bedroom. That's overwhelming. That's too big. We are simply Spending 10 minutes on certain tasks that lead up to a clean bedroom. That's the task. You win no matter what when the timer goes off because you're doing what you said you were going to do. I said I was going to clean the goddamn bedroom until the timer went off. Ba-boom. If if there's no time frame for it until it's done, uh, that's asinine in our minds. It feels like, 
oh my God, this is going to be forever. This is my life. And it oftentimes can prevent us from getting started because it's mentally overwhelming. Where do I start? I don't know. There's too many things. Remember, when there's many tasks to achieve a thing, we potentially struggle to start partly because we can't internalize all those steps. We can't necessarily hold the entire process of what it takes to clean the bedroom in our mind. We don't have the working memory to hold all those parts. All we see is huge thing we have to accomplish. Holy crap, where to begin? So the ideal here is if we can't keep it in our heads, if that's just not in the cards for us, when we figure out a way to externalize it, that's with everything with ADHD, get the process out of our heads. And that's the list. And the other aspect that might prevent us from getting started, and this one has been monumental for me, I will freaking scream this from the mountaintops till my dying breath. It is time. Things that suck, feel like they don't end, they're impossible, they are like uh, prison sentences. I can achieve a lot merely by just setting a timer during the day. I do 45 minutes for things that I want to spend time on and that excite me. 10 minutes for anything that's cleaning related, that feels like it's hell on earth. And if you're struggling to get started on your thing, perhaps if you tried setting a timer for 10 minutes, maybe instead of 30, just to nudge yourself, you know, just to get yourself going. Now you've externalized time. You can just focus on what you're doing and forget about how long it'll take. Because you already know that it's going to end. You have an alarm that will go off to let you know. So you don't have to think about, oh, when will that be? You already know. And try not to think about how little progress you'll make in uh, such a short amount of time. No matter what, you're going to be that much closer. You'll be 10 minutes closer. You'll be 20 minutes closer to your goal. And that's all we're looking for, especially if we're in week two. It's We're just looking for a nudge to get started. See if you can do that every day on your one thing. And I promise you that at these daily nudges, no matter how small they are at first, the point is that by doing them repeatedly, consistently, they will they'll reward you. And the insights you'll get about yourself, about your process, they'll be so cool. And the time that you will commit to this stuff will just, it'll just naturally increase over the weeks because you'll want to increase the time. It won't be because you have to. So right now, just start wherever you're at. This week, we're just going to do the same thing. What are you going to do for 30 minutes a day to move your needle forward on the ideal vision that you have of yourself? Commit to that appointment every day. And as an added bonus, I would like to add an extra challenge upon you. Try to be self-aware during those 30 minutes. The neat thing that will happen during this process are these little epiphanies and realizations that uh, you'll have about yourself, about your process, and they'll be unique to you because, you know, you're the only you in the world. So it'll be uh, you specific. One of the insights that I had was that because I do this easy daily meal planning thing, it's so much easier for me to make positive food choices now because it's no longer a matter of uh, like, let's say if, if if I'm offered a donut at work, let's say, it's not a matter of choosing whether to eat something tasty or not, which is what it's been in the past. Do I want to eat something tasty to eat? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, guys, and, uh, no lie. I would love to eat things that are tasty. Okay, and so then I'd eat it. Now it's a choice of whether to shit on my meal plan or not. Just the way that question is framed makes it easier for me to make the most effective choice for my ideal vision of myself because I've I've put in the effort 
to do this easy meal plan. I know what I'm supposed to be eating or I know what I've planned to be eating. These insights are really cool, very rewarding. And as you are nudging yourself over the week, try to be self-aware and uh, see what kind of neat insights pop up for you. Bottom line, make it easy. And I did neglect to tell you one other thing. During this time and over the next eight weeks, as an experiment, I challenge you to be cool with yourself, right? This isn't one of those, uh, I love myself and I'm going to tell myself in the mirror that I love myself every day. That's not realistic. I know who we are, but you know, we're on the road to that. That would be great. So how do you be cool with yourself? Okay. When you screw up, when you forget, when you miss a day on this thing, when you overreact to something, you ramble on and on forever, you forget a bill, uh, you show up late, what? You make a mess, you leave a mess. When these things happen, you try to become aware as soon as you can of that self-loathing voice and you make a choice to let it go. You just be cool with yourself. You sort of like a, a shoulder shruggy fuck it. You know, you sh- shrug your shoulders, you shake your head and you say, fuck it, I'm moving on. So over the next eight weeks, try to <laughs> try to shoulder shrug your bucket. Shoulder shrug your bucket. All right, guys, that wraps up week two. As always, if you have questions, you want to reach out, say hi, please do. ADHDbigbrother.com is the website. You can always contact me through there. Uh, if you want to be like PJ and support the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash ADHDbigbrother. And I thank you very much. And if you want to help me get found in the universe of the of podcasts, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes and subscribing. All right, guys, have a great week and I'll see you next Monday. Later. Later.